With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Shield. Recorded live. The books of the Bible. We use a King James Version Bible. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Jesus. As we go through the books of the Bible, we're up to to Leviticus, and we're in chapter 16, a very interesting chapter, as you will see. Leviticus chapter 16, let's begin. And the Lord spake unto Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron, when they offered before the Lord and died. So, what you have going on here is Leviticus, in the Bible showing you, is not in order, you know. It's things were put in place in the Bible as they were supposed to be done. Now, this the sons of Aaron, God had given um, Moses instructions um, about all different things. And this time, these instructions came to Moses after the two sons of Aaron had died when they offered before the Lord. And um, and what they had done was, God has rules. And, you know, I find it amazing that grace Christians are under the impression that God is a fool. You know, hey, it's fine with God. You're a Christian. You believe in Jesus. You know what the blood did for you. And, hey, go out and live your life. Enjoy yourself. Have a good old time. You're headed to eternity. I don't expect nothing from you. You can do what you want. I'd rather that you did what I wanted you to and act, you know, like you have the Holy Spirit leading you, but, hey, if you don't, it's okay with me. I'm all set with it. I don't care. It's all right. You're all covered under the blood. You're under grace, so you can go and act any way you want because, poor human, you can't be good. So, okay, I understand. That's what grace people believe. Well, that's not God, okay? He hasn't changed. In the time of Israel, when Moses was being given the law and the rules of God, hey, God was serious. Just like, just like, hey, Acts, I want us to hold our place. I want you to understand there is nothing new to God. God is God, and he expects things. And I want you to see something. Go to Acts. Hold your place there before we begin in Leviticus. And I want you to go to Acts, 
And I want you to go. Oh, some of you know where I'm going. And I want you to go to Acts chapter, let's see, I believe we're going to Acts chapter 5. Yes, I thought it was chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. Now, before we do that, let's go back to chapter 4 a little bit and read. And verse 32, And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common. Hey, that's the way they worked it out. They wanted to, they didn't care about flesh stuff, and they wanted to take care of the brethren. So all their flesh possessions became a part of the church so that everybody could take care of everybody else. And with great power gave the apostle witnesses of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and great grace was upon them all. Absolutely. The apostles showed them what Jesus, the power of Jesus, and were teaching them about the resurrection. And you better believe that the grace of God was upon them. But they were all doing the same thing. Understand, they're not all going their own ways, doing their own thing, sinning like crazy, just living in the world. No, okay? Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold. So you'll receive the grace of God, which means unmerited favor, if you are doing what God wants you to. And in this case, they had decided that it would be best because of all the different you know, idols and gods and things that was going on at the time, and the Jews, that, hey, it was best that they take care of each other. So they kind of surrounded and circled their wagons as a group. You understand? So what did they do? They sold and bought the price of things that were sold. Brought the price of things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet. Distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. So the money of what they sold was given to the apostles, and they were saying, hey, we want the brethren to all be taken care of. Okay? And Joseph, who by the apostle was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite, and of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it, and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. So you understand they were coming, there was the Jews that were doing it, the Gentiles that were doing it, and even the Levites were doing it. Interesting, isn't it? Now let's find out if God has changed from what we're going to find out here in Leviticus. Chapter 5, verse 1. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession 
and kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? So you understand it wasn't that he couldn't have kept it because Peter's going to continue and he's going to say, listen, it was yours. You could do with what you want. But you lied and said, hey, this is all we got for the land. Here you go. So they lied, okay, as believers. They were believers. They lied. Whiles it remained, was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not thine own policy? Peter's not saying, hey, you have to give us everything. No, he's saying, no, it belonged to you. And God wasn't asking you for it. But we, as a group, decided that we would put all our money together. And if you wanted to, then you could come and you could have put it all together. But you could have said, hey, I want to keep some of this for myself. But that's not what you did. You lied and said you did, but you didn't do it. Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. That means died breathed his last breath, and great fear came on all that heard these things. You understand? So God doesn't play games, all right? You're not going to lie to God and get away with it. That was the beginning of the church. Now, let's go back to Leviticus. Has God changed? No. At the beginning of the children of Israel... And God saying, you must do this. And the rules was the incense. You had to burn certain incense. And, it, and that's what God required. Okay, But what happened is that Aaron's two sons decided that they weren't going to burn the incense that God had given instructions to burn. So they were killed by dead, flat out dead. So that's what's going on here. God hasn't changed. So, yes, you have things you must do. And if you don't do what God wants you to do, Jesus will kick you out and blot your name out of the book of life. Understand that. So, let's go back to Leviticus chapter 16, verse 1. So, Moses, uh, after the death of the two sons of Aaron, when they offered before the Lord and died, and the Lord said unto Moses, so, you know, God is making sure they understand. That's what's going on here. God ain't playing around. He's making sure that Aaron understands what the deal is. Speak unto Aaron, thy brother, that he come not at all times into the holy place within the veil before the mercy seat. So, you see, they couldn't go in and see the mercy seat. They couldn't go in to the Holy of Holies any time they wanted to. They couldn't approach God any time they wanted to. And God says, well, you will die. Jesus did for us. We can approach God any time we want to because of Jesus Christ. Into the holy place within the veil before the mercy seat. Now that veil was, was ripped into when Jesus died, meaning God did away with the Holy of Holies, only certain people can go in there. Jesus paid the price, which is upon the ark that he die not. 
Okay, so if you go in there, Aaron, when I tell you not to, at any time, whenever you feel like it, you're going to die because I'm going to kill you. It's pretty simple. God's pretty strict about his rules. Will appear in the cloud upon the mercy seat. Thus shall Aaron come into the holy place with a young bullock for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. So you understand that God wants Aaron to be able to know exactly what to do and how to do it and how God does things, just like Jesus. He was our example. He said, follow me. This is the things that I do. You're supposed to be doing what Jesus did. And then the apostles, they were doing what Jesus did, showed them to do, and people were supposed to be made disciples, like they were made disciples. And then Paul showed us what Jesus wants us to do. Paul showed us the way to be. You understand? That's why Jesus said, follow me. There are certain things that God requires. But for us, we are covered under the blood of Jesus Christ upon believing. You have to believe that Jesus it was the Lamb of God, and that his blood covered your sins in order for you to be have your sins covered so that you have access to God anytime. Now, the world doesn't have access to God anytime. They have to um, have belief in Jesus to have access to God because God doesn't listen to sinners, understand. So, but... Bees, uh, back in the time of Israel, they had to offer animal sacrifices to cleanse their self before they could go into the Holy of Holies whenever God was letting them go into the Holy of Holies. So they had to know when they could go in, and before they went in, they had to do certain things, and that's what's going on here. He shall put on the holy linen coat, and he shall have the linen breeches upon his flesh, and shall be girded with a linen girdle, and with a linen mitre shall he be attired. These are the holy garments. Therefore shall he wash his flesh in water, and so put them on. So you understand, in the time of Aaron, when God was just starting the nation of Israel, he had rules for them. And listen, you have to do what I say, go when I tell you to, wear what I tell you to, and... Kill the animals as I tell you to so that your sins are taken care of. And if you don't do that, what will happen? You're going to die. It's that simple. And verse 5. And he shall take of the congregation of the children of Israel two kids of the goats for a sin offering and one ram for a burnt offering. So, what is he doing? He's going to make an offering sacrifice for the nation, for the children of Israel, for their sins. They're going to have to kill a goat, kill a ram, kill what God tells them to kill to pay the price for their sins. And Aaron shall offer his bullock of sin offering, which is for himself, and make an atonement for himself and for his house. So before Aaron can do this for the children of Israel, he has to take care of himself. He has sins. And so he's got to do the 
the sin offerings for himself first before he can do it for anybody else. See, Jesus took care of all that. Once for all, that's it. You don't have to have no more sin sacrifices. Upon believing in Jesus Christ, you are covered under the blood. You have access to that blood of the Lamb. Let's continue. Verse 7. And he shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord. Present them before the Lord at the the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And so we've got two goats here. This is very interesting. And, And I want you to see something here. And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats. One lot for the Lord and the other lot for the scapegoat. So you're going to have two goats here. And this is the way it's got to be for you to have your sins taken care of. So you've got two goats. And you're going to have to, you know, cast lots to find which one. And the lot will tell you, you know, which one God chose for him, meaning you're going to sacrifice, and the other one's going to be the scapegoat. And Aaron shall bring the goat upon which the Lord's lot fell and offer him for sin offering. So he's going to kill one of the goats as a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell to be a scapegoat shall he present alive before the Lord to make an atonement with him. And so you've got the other goat that's going to be go before God also, but this one's not going to be killed. It's going to be alive. And let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. That's interesting, isn't it? So you get two goats. One goat is the blood is going to be taken for the sins, and the second one's going to be the scapegoat that's going to be let go into the wilderness. Let's find out about the scapegoat. It's pretty interesting. And Aaron shall bring the bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself, and shall make an atonement for himself and for his house, and shall kill the bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself. So you see, you've got um, Aaron's stuff that he has to do with certain animals for himself before he does anything for the children of Israel. Again, and he shall take a censer full of burning coals of fire from off the altar before the Lord, and his hands full of sweet incense, beaten small, and bring it within the veil. So there's certain things you've got to do. You've got to bring the incense, you've got a certain kind of incense, the fires that come from, you know, specifically from the altar of God. And he shall put the incense upon the fire before the Lord, that the cloud of the incense may cover the mercy seat that is upon the testimony that he die not. So if you don't do it this way, Aaron, when you come into the Holy of Holies, you're going to die. There is certain things that God requires you to do the way he wants it to be done. And he shall take of the blood of the bullock and sprinkle it with his finger upon the mercy seat eastward, and before the mercy seat shall he sprinkle of the blood with his finger seven times. And I've told you before that this that that blood isn't doing anything. It's it it none of that means anything. That's God's way of making Israel do what he tells them to do. 
Okay, and it's that simple. Then shall he kill the goat of the sin offering, that is, for the people. So we've got a goat. The goat is for the people. Kill that goat. And bring his blood within the veil and do that do with that blood as he did with the blood of the bullock and sprinkle it upon the mercy seat and before the mercy seat. And so he's going to do the same thing. So the first one, the bullock, was for Aaron and his sins, and the goat is for the people and their sins. Okay? And he shall make an atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the children of Israel and because of their transgressions and all their sins. And so shall he do for the tabernacle of the congregation that remaineth among them in the midst of their uncleanness. So this is all to get rid of the sins that they have because they're sinners. You understand? And there shall be no man in the tabernacle of the congregation when he goeth in to make an atonement in the holy place until he come out and have made an atonement for himself and for his household and for all the congregation of Israel. So there's some more rules. Only Aaron can be in here and in the tabernacle. You understand? Only Aaron has access to not only the holy of holies, but inside the tabernacle itself. And he shall go out into the altar that is before the Lord and make an atonement for it and shall take the blood of the bullock and the blood of the goat and put it upon the horns of the altar round about. And he shall sprinkle of the blood upon it with his finger and seven times and cleanse it and hallow it from the uncleanness of the children of Israel. So you have certain things you've got to do. This is what you've got to do. Thank God for Jesus. We don't have to do any of this stuff anymore. And when he has made an end of the reconciling the holy place and the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar, he shall bring the live goat. So now he's taking care of all the, you know, when Israel went into the tabernacle of the altar, they had sins on them. And now he's removed all those sins, even from the place of the tabernacle. Because when you go into the tabernacle and you have sins on you, it corrupts the area, in other words. You understand? So now he's going to bring in the live goat. Okay, so he's taking care of all of this blood for sprinkling and cleaning the place up. So now he's got the live goat bringing in. And Aaron shall lay both his hands upon the head of the live goat and confess over him all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions and all their sins, putting them upon the head of the goat, and shall send them away by the hand of a fit man into the wilderness. Isn't that interesting? So, guess what? <laughs> Aaron has to know their sins. You understand? Because he's got to stand there and recite all the sins of the children of Israel as he's got his hand on that goat. And those sins, as he's saying them, is being transferred to that goat. All the sins are being transferred to that goat. You understand? And then they're going to take the goat and they're going to send them out into the wilderness and the goat shall bear upon him all their iniquities unto a land not inhabited, and he shall let go the goat in the wilderness. 
So you understand that that's the way God wanted it done. You understand that's the way God wanted it done. Now, let's go back to Jesus. What did Jesus do for us? First of all, Jesus was the Lamb of God. So his blood, because he was the perfect sacrifice, was is able to cover our sins so that when we sin, the blood of Jesus pays the price for our sins. That's the first thing. Now, the second thing that Jesus did for us, so he was both the living goat and the dead goat because Jesus died. He was the sacrifice, but he also came back to life. Let's go, hold your place in Leviticus, Let's go to uh, Zechariah. Zechariah. And I want you to go to chapter 2 with me in Zechariah. No, I'm sorry. Go to chapter 3. Go to chapter 3 in Zechariah. And I want you to see Jesus as the living goat and what what happened to him. Interesting, isn't it? Both the dead goat and the living goat. Zechariah chapter 3, verse 1. And he showed me Joshua, which we know is Jesus, Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. So you understand, this was when Jesus returned from uh, hell. You understand, he had died, and now what is he doing? Satan at his right hand to resist him, and the Lord said, I mean, this is when he died, and the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan, even the Lord that has chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Jesus was sent to earth for this purpose, the living goat. Now Joshua was clothed with filthy garments and stood before the angel. What are those filthy garments? That's the sins of the world. Interesting, isn't it? And he answered the people that had lived up until that time. Do you understand? That's not future sins. That's not future people's sins because they haven't sinned yet. So their souls don't have sins on them. This is for all the past sins. The people that have lived in the Old Testament, the people who didn't know about Jesus, the people who didn't have access to Jesus, including Israel and David and all of them that had died in their sins. That's what Jesus has on him when he died. Filthy garment and stood before thee, and he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garment from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thy iniquity to pass from thee and will clothe thee with the change of raiment. So you understand that Jesus as the living goat, taking upon the sins of all the past, all Israel. That's how he could go into um, hell 
and get the people to follow him out, as we know. Okay? So now you understand. Let's go back to Leviticus chapter 16 and verse 22. And the goat shall bear upon him all their iniquity unto a land not inhabited, and he shall let go the goat in the wilderness. And Aaron shall come into the tabernacle of the congregation and shall put off the linen garments which he put on when he went into the holy place and shall leave them there. You understand? So God has certain things. You've got to do this. You've got to wear this when you're in here. You can't come to me unless you wear this. And then you've got to take those off and you can't wear those out in the world. Okay? Imagine. That's just, wow. And he shall wash his flesh with water in the holy place and put on his garments and come forth and offer his birth offering and burnt offering of the people and make an atonement for himself and for the people. And the fat of the sin offering shall be burned, shall he burn upon the altar. And he that let go the goat, scapegoat, shall wash his clothes and bathe his flesh in water and afterward come into the camp. Now, do you really think that the sins of the people were actually on that poor little goat? Or that the man that brought the goat out to the wilderness could have caught any of the sins on him? Of course not. It's all God's way of keeping these people doing what he tells them to do, to trust him. You understand? It's for their benefit, not for God. Believe me. It's for their benefit so they can see and actually visualize something and see it because that's the way humans are. They like to see things and know what's going on. And verse 25. Um, and the fat of the sin offering shall he burn in the altar. And he that, oh no, verse 27. And the bullock for the sin offering and the goat for the sin offering whose blood was brought in to make atonement in the holy place shall one carry forth without the camp and they shall burn it in the fire their skins and their flesh and their dung. And he that burneth them shall wash his clothes and bathe his flesh in water, and afterwards he shall come into the camp. So again, same thing. It's just the rules. And God was knew that they needed something to see. And this is the way he was testing them. And this shall be a statue forever unto you. Now, one day a year is what they did this. And that's one day a year is the only time that Aaron was allowed inside the Holy of Holies and it was for the purpose of getting rid of the sins of Israel. Let's take a look. And this shall be a statue forever unto you that in the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, I will afflict your souls and do no work at all whether it be of your own country or a stranger that sojourneth among you. For on that day shall the priest make an atonement for you to cleanse you, that ye may be clean from all your sins before the Lord. So that's it. One day a year they went and offered these goats and this bull and all of this stuff as a sacrifice for God 
to take away their sins. For 31, it shall be a Sabbath of rest unto you, and ye shall afflict your souls by a statue forever. So it's talking about forever means until it can't be done anymore, since there is no temple. There has not been no temple since right after Jesus. Guess what? They are not able to get rid of their sins. So they can't get rid of their sins. Israel, the only way that you can get rid of your sins now is through Jesus Christ. And the priest whom he shall anoint and whom he shall consecrate to minister in the priest's office in his father's stead shall make the atonement and shall put on the linen clothes, even the holy garments. And he shall make an atonement for the holy sanctuary and he shall make an atonement for the tabernacle of the congregation and for the altar. And he shall make an atonement for the priest and for all the people of the congregation. So everything had to be done the way God wanted it to do to clean it all out. And this shall be an everlasting statue unto you to make an atonement for the children of Israel for all their sins once a year. And he did as the Lord commanded Moses. Once a year, that's it. Unfortunately, they don't have a temple anymore, so they can't do it anymore. And that completes Leviticus chapter 16. Isn't it great that Jesus took care of all that for us? Upon repentance, meaning stop sinning, once you're a believer, that's all it takes to stop sinning. And the blood covers your sin, and it's paid for. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.